and Matt. We're an interracial couple with two kids wanting to do something that highlights the power of friendship and what it means to be in the company of true friends. We're going to move our society away and out of the loneliness epidemic and into a friendlier, happier world. Welcome to our friendly world. Better, stronger, together. Welcome back, everybody. Hello. There are four types of miracles that are like... Wait, Just jump look. right on in, why don't we? <laughs> oh my goodness, four? If you go on the internet. Oh, but the, oh, the source of all truth. <laughs> the internet says there are four, four kinds of miracles. And then there's this other explanation of like, you know, not explanation, I guess, definition of a miracle, but okay. So we have four kinds. Healing miracles, like curing physical diseases, you know, ailments mm -hmm. and stuff. Exorcism. Ooh, casting dear. out demons. There's nature miracles, like calming storms, figuring out how to feed a whole bunch of people, masses. They call that a nature? All right. Well, I don't know. That's what it said. That's what the internet said. All right. And then the other, the fourth one is the restoration miracle. That's like raising the dead. Ah, Lazarus. Restoring to life. Who's Lazarus? <laughs> you should see <sighs> Matt's face right now. Anyways. Matt's face just like <laughs> looked so disappointed. <sighs> like he just looked down. Anyways. <laughs> what? Who's Lazarus? He got raised from the dead. What, is he from the Bible? Yes. Only dude. The only dude that was raised from the dead? Mm -hmm. w wasn't the other guy raised from the dead too? Mm -hmm. Okay, he was the only one actually we know who raised him if you want to go through Christian mythology. Well, we're not talking about religion. I'm just talking Yo, about damn, friendship. Miracles are very difficult to talk about I, outside of religion. You know what? Everything can be, everything can go back to religion or politics and we have major offensiveness. <laughs> Offension. <laughs> Offension. Oh dear. Excuse me. So then there's also like the way another way miracles are defined is that God suspends the laws of nature to produce a supernatural occurrence. <laughs> Take a time out, nature. I'll be back with you in five minutes, no, but I got to do this thing. First of all, we don't even understand the laws of nature. Really. We could start with we don't so. even understand God. So. <laughs> so anyway. The miraculous friend. I'm just saying. Whoa, that. whoa, time out, time out, time out. What? No, I don't like that definition. What? Of what? Okay, so you. Which one? Uh, God suspending the laws of nature. Well, it's like something supernatural, supernatural against nature, something that's beyond human's understanding. So that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I right? get it. I totally get it. But, you know, you want to go quoting from like, like the old book. I don't want to quote some old book. Were there rainbows before <laughs> Noah? Oh my God, honey. I, I know. We're getting religion. super religious. But miracle, come on. Are you saying before Noah that there was never any rain? So they uh, never uh, uh, saw no rainbow? rainbows before just, Noah. No I'm rainbows. Just, so he didn't suspend the laws of nature. He changed the laws or, you know. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I know. Well, I whatever. Know. It gets look, sticky. It look, gets really ugly really quick. I mean, first of all, look at me. I'm just referring to the internet to talk about something amazing, which is funny to me. So I'm just trying to make a light out of it. 
bear with me for a second. I want to bring it to a friendship. I want mm-hmm. to say that there are miracles happening around us all the time. And I think that because miracles are happening surrounding us all the time, that there are ones we recognize. The ones that we recognize are the ones that are made clear, told to us in no uncertain terms. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, so many things are happening and we're not aware of what's really happening. And when something does happen that kind of like makes us snap out of it and go, oh my gosh, what? Did you see that? Or like, that was amazing. Like what the, 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 what do you call it? The train of events? The chain. The the chain. (laughs) the train <laughs> the the sequence of things that came about to make something that i'm standing in front of right now happen that blows my mind it's something that was just so happened to have been revealed to me at that moment not everything is revealed to us i don't know why you know maybe we're still in the process of moving along that if we saw that it was a total miracle, like right before our eyes, it would make us pause and like be in the wow about it. And we would miss the point of living or we would miss the point of whatever our journey is. Like, just keep going. You know, don't get, don't get so wrapped up in stuff in the details. But sometimes we're shown like, oh my goodness, this was, this was a total miracle. And I don't go by these strict definitions, the internet. Strict interweb (laughs) definitions. Yes, indeed. I'm just saying I don't go by any definitions. To me, everything is miraculous because I know that I may not even recognize them. And that's bringing it back to friendship. You may not recognize the person in front of you or the person that you even just walk by for a split second, how they're affecting your life. So... I mean, every person in our lives transforms us in miraculous ways. We may not become aware of their true significance or their depth until years later. And sometimes some of them may be not in this lifetime. Maybe we won't even recognize it in this lifetime. So one of the things that I did recognize later, years later, I'm talking about like years later after the fact, you know what? Many, many years later. I don't want to. (laughs) (laughs) Men. I don't want to reveal a number. A couple years later. Uh, No, more than a couple. (laughs) Anyway, I don't want to get wrapped up in age and numbers, but it was a long time. Okay. Okay. I've talked about this before. We did a show with Farnoosh Torabi. Farnoosh is how they pronounce her name, which drives me crazy. That's, That's mispronounced. Anyway, and on that show, we talked about how I got in touch with my childhood friend, Mm -hmm. right? And ever since, and this was what, now two and a half years ago? Something like. Two and a half years ago. And since then, we have grown so close and almost every day we're blown away by where our friendship takes us, where the supernatural takes us. Every day, every day we're like blown away. But just to repeat from two and a half years ago, what happened was 
we so we didn't we weren't the kind of friends that hung out together. We were friends together from sixth grade up until like the twelfth grade, and we lived in the same place. Like well, we lived in the would, same you building. You would recognize one another and give each other maybe a head nod when you saw each other. Well, we like I said, we went to school together from sixth grade up mm-hmm. until the twelfth grade. Right. Which, in that area of life, in that era of life. Mm-hmm. That's basically your entire life. And we were neighbors. We lived in the same building. We had a lot in common, mm-hmm. right? And then, but we're kind of like yin and yang. She's tall, I'm short. You know, we were born with the same name. So I was having major difficulties with my family. She didn't know any of this. Nobody knew in high school, really. Only like a couple people knew my situation. Anyway, so I was stranded at school. I couldn't, I couldn't really get home in time for something. Anyway, so she comes to the rescue. She had a car. She drove me home. And she didn't have to go home that day because we lived in the same building, right? But she didn't have to go. She drove me home. I was crying. I was just really emotional. I was going through a lot with my family. They were like, I was being disowned. Graduation was like in a couple days. Mm-hmm. I was packing my bags to leave all by myself to go to a city far away paying for college myself. You guys know the whole story, right? Didn't know where I was going to sleep. Like I was just taking care of it all by myself. Meanwhile, being called a whore for going away to school, you know, like whatever, my family. Um, So (laughs) whatever, it's good. You've gotten to a place where you can say whatever. Because man, no, that's messed up. That's entirely messed up. Particularly, you know, talking that way to a teenager. Yeah, they, they told me that they would yell at me. They weren't even telling me that I would end up tricking, which in other countries, what that means is that I would sell my body to survive. Like I would be a prostitute. Um, oh, whatever. So, <laughs> I, Anywho. needless to say, I was emotional and every bit of... Uh, Every bit of strength I could muster to muster together. Muster. Not mustard. No, muster. <laughs> okay. English is not my first language, you guys. All right. So every bit of power I could pull together, pull myself together, as I tell my kids, pull yourself together. I, I did. I tried. But I was, you know, like I would cry. I was scared. I was like, I didn't have the best self-esteem. You know, but I did because I pulled myself together and I did amazing, miraculous things. But here's the where the miraculous friend comes in. So mind you, my friend didn't know my situation, but she's she she's always been a very sensitive person, sensitive and wise beyond her years. So she gave me a ride. I had one leg out of her car, one still in. And she looks at me. She leans over. She's like, let me tell you something. You're going to do big things. And one day I'm going to be reading your book about you. You know, I don't think I even said anything to that except thank you for the ride. And then I left. But what she said, and I'm not telling you like word for word what she said, but that's that was the gist of it. That carried me through decades. Her belief in me, her belief in what I was going to do. The important things that I would be doing, that gave me this amazing, unwavering, unshakable confidence and power 
what she said to me that day. It, it just, it resonated. It made me feel like someone believes in me. It, it did all the good things you could possibly imagine. And it just, it carried me through decades, I'm telling you. Even now, I always think about what she said. Especially because she really didn't even know what was happening, right? And she didn't even, like, she hadn't seen my photographs, she hadn't seen my portfolio, she didn't know what I was doing. But she, she said it. That, right there, is a miraculous friend. And that was the last time I saw her. So, decades later we reconnect because of this podcast and i'm telling you every day is a wild beautiful adventure it's a miracle to me that is a miracle and i wonder how many people in our lives see that was revealed to me <laughs> i didn't finish what i was saying how many people in our <laughs> lives sorry my brain how many people in our lives like what are they doing what are we doing for other people? How are we touching people? Because we are. There's no good. There's no bad. We're all doing and touching each other in, in so many ways. And yet we're only privy to a small, tiny fraction of it. Like what's really happening. So what is happening? And especially now, it seems like the world is so stupid. <laughs> oh, dear. It is. There's lots of fighting happening. Yes. Nobody agrees on anything. There's a lot of that. Everyone thinks the other person is totally wrong. Utterly. Like completely believes it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, where are the adults in the room to tell everybody how it should be? Where is the moral responsibility? Where You know, all of that. We can question all of that. But we're all experiencing exactly what we're meant to be experiencing. We are. You have to have faith that it's all in perfect alignment. We're all going through whatever we're going through. And it gets into, this gets into other conversations we're going to have that we've been having all along the past three and a half years on our podcast. But then we get into the value of a friend, like how you meet someone, the friend at first sight, love at first sight, the kind of friend, like there are hurt friends, hurt people, hurt people. True. How do we move through that? How do we use that hurt to become a healing tool? The questionable friend. If you think about it, whoever you meet, it's like if you could turn yourself into an interviewer, a journalist, and ask in-depth questions, that is a healing for that person and a healing for you. What I'm saying is that truly everything, every occurrence, every meeting is a miracle. We're just not shown exactly what the point of it is with every single person. We can feel it sometimes, but once in a while we're shown like, whoa, this person stepped in at the exact precise moment in time and place to give me this gift to help me carry on because I'm not sure if I... I I could have carried on. That was the bread I needed. I was starving. Why are you looking at me like that? Your eyes are raised and you're oh like, dear. are you questioning? No, what I'm, I'm absolutely not questioning what you're saying. Absolutely. You've got me in a complete philosophic mood, though, ever since you said started going through what a miracle is. OK, go. You know, there's there's this whole kind of train of thought that talks about when the student is ready, the master will appear. 
you know, it's how but can Matt, I, how isn't can, the master there all the time anyway? And I think that's the point. It's like you never really. Okay. So you have the good fortune to buy a new car. And so you buy a Volkswagen or a Kia or whatever it is. And then all of a sudden you start noticing all the other Volkswagens or Kias on the road. It's, it's about your perceptions have shifted. It's about your, just your field of vision. And it's not just limited to vision, by the way. I just got a really nice set of new um, IEMs or earbuds that are really, really nice. Super cheap, but really, really nice. And now all of a sudden I'm hearing all this stuff in my music all over again with all of my different headphones. What does IEM stand for? It's like inter something, inner oh ear monitor probably. <laughs> okay. Okay. But earbuds, you know, don't get it too crazy. But anyways, I'm hearing all kinds of new stuff in my music. Doesn't matter what ear headphone I'm listening to. It's just because my attention is now focused. The filter is almost lifted and I'm trying to experience all my music brand new all over again. So to me, it's about that. And yes, you're right. I think that these presents are always, presents on many levels <laughs> are always there. It's just sometimes we can't see it in the same way that there's folklore, there's whatever it is, where an indigenous tribe had no understanding of what a ship was. And a ship docked, men got out of it, and it wasn't until the men were on shore that the tribe could actually see the boat. Sometimes you can't even comprehend until somebody makes you see it. Is this kind of like you don't know what you don't know? Maybe. And honestly, I want to say those points in time where I've experienced the most sense of wonder and miraculousness are in those moments where I've told myself I need to see something miraculous. I need to see something happy. So, so these are moments in which I'm really, really low. And so if I look at my miraculous friends, oh, I have such terrible nicknames for some of them. I can talk about Wretched Dave. Wretched. Oh my goodness. He was a guy, we were in the same major at university at the same time. And <laughs> I don't even remember why I started calling him this, but he came along at just the right moment to lift me up when I needed, at least I thought I needed someone to help me do that. And I saw him and he helped me. And that was awesome. Yeah, I get it. You know, those, those moments in time where you're feeling like, oh, there's a really corny poem, and part of it is life's battles don't always go to the faster or stronger man, but sooner or later, the one who wins is the one who thinks he can. So these friends came along to help reinforce the fact that I can, and that's miraculous. Definitely. Now, hopefully I'm not doing too much copyright infringement with that poem. <laughs> <laughs> do you think, Matt, that one of the keys to doing it, like they always say, the key to manifestation is thankfulness and stuff like that, right? <laughs> so I'm wondering, do you think if we get into the mode of thankfulness, gratefulness, that we're more able to see each person as miraculous? Nope. Like, what? It's not about thankfulness to me. My Nope, 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 nope. Why? Nope. I think, well, first of all, I think it varies by person. Well, okay, gratefulness. Like, I'm nope. grateful for every person nope. who is ex existing. 
Right, every person is valuable. Nope. So therefore, I'm, I'm thankful. <laughs> <laughs> Again, I think it varies by person, honestly. Huh. Because for me, it's about being open to seeing it, open to experiencing it, open to it. Well, you have to be Whatever. open to be thankful. I don't have to be thankful, though, to be open. What? What? How, how are you open, then? I'm just open to whatever comes my way. So you can be angry and hateful and be Oh, open? yeah. Oh, yeah. Big time. But aren't you then open to terrible things? Maybe, but... I'm an optimist and part of my process. Don't look at me like that. What? <laughs> oh my goodness, folks. <laughs> Anyways. And and sometimes, you know, you just get bonked on the head with awesomeness. Be it, you know, for me, it seems like uh, in in times of trouble, I get bonked on the head by nature or just by the mundane being seen in a different way so all of a sudden it's like my brain is like whoosh in many different directions and this happens sometimes where I'm just pondering and my brain just decides to go zing but like I'll think about something like oh my god the Colorado River took like a million years to carve out the Grand Canyon that's awesome most of the time I'm not open to that I don't care <laughs> <laughs> It's like, yeah, well, whatever. True point. Yeah. That's true. We yeah. take it We yeah. take it for granted. You know, uh, I was listening to David Brooks and he said something like, I don't know if he was quoting somebody. He was saying, he was talking about respect and that it's like air. You don't notice it, but if it's missing, you really notice it. Yes. <laughs> right? Yeah. So respect, you only notice when there's a lack of respect. When there's disrespect happening. When there's disrespect happening. Mm-hmm. I mean, you'll notice it if the respect is over the top, but it has to be over That's the true. top. Yeah. Oh, remember the curtsying person yes, at the, the restaurant? Yes, the curtsying waitstaff <laughs> at, the, at the vegan buffet. Uh, in Colorado. Should we give a shout out to where it was? It was a pretty cool place. Was it called St. Julian's or Julian's? It was called St. Julian's. Saint? Mm-hmm. Okay, there's a hotel called St. Julian's. Totally. Boulder, Colorado. In Boulder, Colorado. Totally eco-friendly. And is it once a week they would have yes, it? Yes, once a week. Once a week they have this elaborate, elaborate spread. Everything vegan. Dessert, appetizers, main course, everything. It's a buffet. And it's delicious. And it's like... Even the desserts, I mean, oh my gosh. What do you mean even, especially? Well, I say even to non-vegan people out there. They don't understand. They think everything is tofu or something ridiculous, right? They don't understand. See, I would say even the salad bar. <laughs> All right. Oh my gosh. Just want to disagree with everything. I'm feisty today. <laughs> today? Anyway, now I forgot what I was saying. Love is winning. I forgot what I was saying. What was I saying? Why did I talk about the hotel? The curtsying waitress. Oh, the curtsying. Okay. So (laughs) (laughs) just talk about respect. Every time she brought something over and we said, thank you. She, what was it to our thank you? She would curtsy. I think so. Yes. And so our family says, thank you like a million times. And, and if we had like (laughs) two seconds between two people saying, thank you, we got two curtsies. So it was constant. It was, it was was so. 
precious. Who was the first? I I didn't even notice it. I think if I don't know who pointed it out, but you pointed it out. Did I? Yeah, you did. Okay then. I didn't notice it at first. It took me a while. See, I kind of do the same as she does, but not to that level. She full blown curtsied. Well, almost like three quarters of the way, right? <laughs> I kind of bow to people like a little bit. Like it's some most of the time it's uh, like a microscopic bow, mm-hmm. but I'm always bowing. <laughs> but yeah, full on curtsy. Like, wow, tremendous respect. Amazing. Over the top, like yes. you said. Anyway. So that's that's our show, like the miraculous friend. Do you want to be open to it? Like, do you want to see it, or would you rather just go about knowing that it's happening all around you and it's okay if you don't if you don't recognize it? And is it up to you? Like, is it some force out there that reveals to you, unveils the unveiling of the miraculous friend? Do you have one? And if you're stuck in a strange place and you, that's a place you don't want to be, I would say open up and see if you can't spot the miraculous all around you. And sometimes they only last a few seconds. Sometimes. Sometimes it's not a childhood friend that you connect with like your whole lifetime. I've had so many miraculous friends that lasted 30 minutes to an hour of friendship. Guys, there was one day I was walking in Seattle. It was downtown Seattle where the malls are. And they have these, um, I don't know if they still have them, but they're like kiosks, but they're covered. So it's a tiny little place with just a big window, like a wall. It's like a trapezoid. It's very small, but there's a glass wall and then stools. And there's just enough room for a barista to make coffee. And then you sit like a few feet over at the stools and you just stare at the people on the sidewalk. (laughs) You know, there's just like a glass mm-hmm, wall. It's mm-hmm. very tiny. It's just a like a kiosk, but it's covered. Anyway, I'm telling you this because it's always raining over there. Or it was anyway. And on this particular day, I was thinking to myself, as I was walking right in front of this kiosk, I don't know if it's called a kiosk, whatever it is, you get the point. I was walking and right, and I remember right when I reached parallel to this structure, I was thinking I knew exactly what I was thinking. I was thinking, there's no love for me. I was looking for you. I was looking for my true love. And I was like, I'm all alone. I don't, I don't have one. And I probably never will. And I kept walking, right? I didn't, you know, there were, I didn't say anything. I, first of all, okay, let me just continue. So, Anyway, I'm walking, and then all of a sudden I hear yelling. Someone's behind me trying to get my attention. Excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. Hold on. Can, hi. Do you mind? Can I buy you a cup of coffee? I need to tell you something. Can you come and sit with me? I need to tell you something. Can I please buy you a cup of coffee? And my first instinct was to say no, and I think I did say no. No, thank you. And he's like, please, I have to tell you something. I saw you walking. I was sitting right there. He was pointing at the kiosk and the stool he was sitting at. He's like, I was sitting right there. You walked by and I heard a message. I need to tell you something. I'm like, okay, I'm in. What? <laughs> so we went in <laughs> and I sit with him. He's like, listen, I was just going about my day. I'm reading my newspaper. All of a sudden I looked up and you were right in front of me, you know, outside on the sidewalk. And I heard like 
angels telling me, I need to stop you and tell you that there's love here for you. You have love. It's coming. You're not alone. Basically, he said everything I was thinking in my head well, I at that precise I time. I constantly tell you you yell with your thoughts. <laughs> Matt. Yes? It's so mean. <sighs> I'm literally sitting in the living room and Matt tells me to be quiet. I'm, I'm not I'm not saying anything. You're saying I think too loud. Anyway. No, it's not that you think too loud, but your thoughts are loud sometimes. I'm sorry. There's nothing what do you wrong want me with to do? it. There is nothing well, wrong with it. We talk like it's it's a terrible thing. <laughs> he just told me to shush. Oh my <laughs> So anyway, so I thought, oh my goodness, what an angel. Right? I saw him a couple weeks later, did not recognize me at all. I'm like, whoa. Whatever it is, whatever it was, just came through and came through. That's it. So you never know, guys. <laughs> Time is irrelevant. It could be 30 minutes, a second, or a lifetime. Many lifetimes. Think about it and think about what kind of miraculous angel you are. We love you so much. Anything you want to add? Matt says no. Not a whiff. <laughs> he always just shakes his head no. All <sighs> right. We'll talk to you in just a few days. And if you need us before that, before just a few days, please reach out to us. We are here, right? Yes. Every week, no matter what, man, we're here. We love you. Have a beautiful every day. Talk to you soon. Be well.